Welcome to the Destiny Church Tees Valley podcast. As you listen, it is our prayer that you were transformed through faith, hope, and love. Well, good morning. Well, we're in for a treat this morning because we are in our series at the movies. And last week we had our sermon based on the uh, the movie Belfast. And we had it by a Belfast boy, uh, Dr. John Andrews. So that was really good and exciting. Now, for me, uh, this week, um, I'm a child at heart. So uh, we're going to do um, this week based on another one. And let's uh, see how long it takes you to find out what it is. However... um, This movie is, uh, has quite a number of people in that you might be uh, aware of, um, <clears throat> but it's about a different land, and it's a land called Narnia. Anybody know what film it might be then? Eh? <laughs> and uh, there are, there's, um, basically it starts with Lucy and Edmund, and uh, they're in the bedroom of uh, their cousin, Um, Eunice, who's a bit of a, uh, a tyke, to say the least. And, um, <clears throat> but what happens is the picture on the wall comes to life that has this, uh, this uh, uh, big ship on it, and uh, it comes to life, and it ad- ends up being the doorway into Narnia. And, uh, and then, of course, they, um, they end up in the sea, and uh, there's a big ship comes, and they're rescued by... King Caspian, and uh, he rescues them and then tells them that they're on a mission to find the lost knights of Narnia. And, um, and basically, they then start on a whole journey in which they face various types of temptation. And, um, and so I just want to, first of all, when we look at temptation, I want to read a few uh, scriptures And the first scripture is from Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. It says, For we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. That's talking about Jesus. Uh, Jesus was tempted in many ways. And uh, one of the ways we see, of course, is in Luke chapter 4. Uh, where it's a very famous passage about Jesus and being tempted, and so I'll just quickly read it to you just to give you a kind of scriptural text to what we're going to see in the movies. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, Tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be all yours. And Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him up to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. 
If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered this temptation. He said, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. That brings us to our first clip, and, um, which I'll just let them go for, and then I'll talk about Quite beautiful. I mean, for a make-believe map of a make-believe world. There is the source of your troubles. Dark Island. A place where evil lurks. It can take any form. It can make your darkest dreams come true. It seeks to corrupt all goodness, to steal the light from this world. How do we stop it? You must break its spell. That sword you carry, there are six others. Have you seen them? Yes. The six lords, they pass through here? Indeed. Where were they headed? Where I sent them. To break the spell, you must follow the blue star to Ramandu's island. There the seven swords must be laid at Aslan's table. Only then can their true magical power be released. But beware, you are all about to be tested. Tested? Until you lay down the seventh sword, evil has the upper hand. It will do everything in its power to tempt you. Be strong. Don't fall to temptation. To defeat the darkness out there, you must defeat the darkness inside yourself. To first defeat the darkness out there, you have to first defeat the darkness inside of you. There is a darkness in us. There's what we call sin is in, uh, in each of us. And so we're easily tempted to do things in so many different ways. <clears throat> um, in Genesis, it, um, God is talking to Cain because Cain had killed Abel and um, and this is what he said to him. He says, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Every single one of us get tempted. There is none of us that don't get tempted. We get tempted in many different ways. And for each of us, there's 
different temptations that particularly are ones that for, for us personally uh, are, are a greater desire, a greater draw for us than others. And so, you know, you, what, what draws one might not be of interest to another, but one thing we do know is we all get tempted. But just like there, um, that, uh, that we are on a mission, and God has called us to a mission. When we give our lives to Jesus, he, he, he calls us to a mission, and our mission is to live as his light. Our mission is to see the darkness defeated and to see evil defeated and for us to be able to, uh, to show the light of, of Christ in our life. And so we've got to learn to defeat the darkness in ourselves. We've got to learn to handle temptation. You know, we're all tempted, just like we read about Jesus. Jesus was tempted um, in all ways. But, it, but just because he's tempted does not mean to say he, was, he, he sinned. And so for us, when we are tempted, it's not a sin, the fact that we're tempted. It's when we give in to that sin, uh, into that temptation, that it becomes a, a, a sin. And so that's important for us to understand that, that all of us are on a mission and all of us uh, are, uh, are susceptible to this because Satan wants to get at you and me. He knows that the moment you give your life to Jesus, you have got a call on your life. He knows that you've got a ministry to fulfill, and he will do anything to destroy that, to, to uh, deter you from it, to, to distract you from it. And temptations are one of the biggest ways that he does that. And he draws us in, and we get hooked in to wherever the, that temptation is. And so we're all susceptible to that, and Satan like a, a, a lion, the scripture talks about, goes around prowling, uh, trying to find out who he can um, uh, attack next with a temptation. And of course, it doesn't look like an attack. It looks like a desire. And so our next clip is for the ladies. my reflection, cast into perfection, lashes, lips and complexion, make me she whom I degree, holds more beauty over me.
gentlemen, Miss Pevensey. Beautiful sister. As always. Peter! <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Can I get a photo? Our mother's going to love this. All her children in one picture. Smile. Hang on, where am I? I mean, where's Lucy? Lucy? Who's Lucy? Susan! What's wrong? Come on now, miss. Nice big smile. Edmund, I'm not sure about all this. I think we want to go back. Go back where? To Narnia. Uh, there's Narnia. What's going on? Stop this! Lucy. Aslan? What have you done, child? I don't know. That was awful. But you chose it, Lucy. I didn't mean to choose all of that. I just wanted to be beautiful like Susan. That's all. You wished yourself away, and with it much more. Your brothers and sister wouldn't know Narnia without you, Lucy. You discovered it first, remember? I'm so sorry. You doubt your value. Don't run from who you are. Hey, how many times do we want to be somebody else? We look at somebody else and think, wish I looked like that, or wish I had what they had, or we often compare ourselves to other people, don't we? And just as Lucy, when she wanted to be beautiful like her sister, realized that actually when she became a sister, it meant that she lost herself. She wasn't in the picture. And, uh, and, and often we've got to realize that when we give in to temptation, when we want to be and have that desire to be somebody else, we lose something of ourselves. And, uh, and that's important for us to understand that, that when we compare ourselves to other people, and that temptation is always there to compare ourselves, that we then lose the plan of God on our life. God has a plan, but it's for you to be you not for you to be somebody else or try to be somebody else or to look like somebody else. And, uh, and so often we, we do, do, do that, don't we? Our wives say to, to their husbands, they say, am I as beautiful as her over there? And the guys, of course, very wisely say, who? <laughs> who? Um, in, in other words, we're always having that kind of uh, uh, value of identity and Lucy needed to know her identity uh, of who she is in Christ and so, um, so we need to be the same, you've got to have that identity to know who you are that God sees you as precious he sees you as valuable just the way you are and he wants to use you as you are and develop you and grow you so that you can become all that you want to be Amen? Now we have one for the boys. What 
are you staring at? Whoever has access to this pool could be the most powerful person in the world. Lucy, we'd be so rich. No one could tell us what to do or who to live with. You can't take anything out of Narnia, Edmund. Says who? I do. I'm not your subject. You've been waiting for this, haven't you? To challenge me, you doubt my leadership. You doubt yourself. You're a child. And you're a spineless sap. Edmund. I'm tired of playing second fiddle. First it was Peter, and now it's you. You know I'm braver than both of you. Why do you get Peter's sword? I deserve a kingdom of my own. I deserve to rule. If you think you're so brave, prove it! Stop it! Both of you! Look at yourselves. Can't you see what's happening? This place has tempted you. It's bewitching you. This is exactly what Koryaki was talking about. Let's just get out of here. Wow. How easily we find things that glitter. Um, it's so, so up for many of us, we want to have money. We want what that gives us. We want the power that it gives us. We want maybe the possessions that it can give us. We, uh, for, for Edmund, it was all about the power that he would have, that he wouldn't have to serve anyone else, that he would have the power. But sometimes money can have all sorts of different uh, things, maybe because we want to acquire certain things, we want to be able to maybe go certain places, whatever. We can, we've all got those kind of temptations that we can do. But one of the things that you'll notice in there is that Lucy um, comes in between, in the midst of them, that where we've got to realize that when we uh, start to, to, to run for things that we shouldn't do, when we start to get attracted to things that we shouldn't do that are not a part of God's plan, it always brings conflict. And they brought a conflict. Sometimes it's an inner conflict. Sometimes it's an outer conflict. And here the two of them, of course, drawn swords to fight. And, um, and Lucy goes in and she stands in the middle like a good woman. Yes. She parts them and she, can, she, she, she took a risk. She took a life into her hands to, to, to be able to bring a peace into that situation. And you and I are called in the same way. When we see other people fall into sin, when we see people succumb to temptation. That's many of the things that, obviously, Brian at the Moses Project that they do. Uh, but that's what we do, every one of us as a Christian. We are called to be someone who stands in between so that when there's conflict, when there's problems, when we see someone fall, that we are the one that will step in and say, I am going to be the one who is going to bring peace in this, uh, this situation. God is looking for that, for you and for me. And so that's one of the calls upon our life is to realize that in that mission, there's going to be conflict, but God really wants us to, uh, to, to, um, to be someone who will uh, step in. And Matthew 26 and verse 41 says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we're all susceptible. 
James chapter 5 and verse 19 says this, My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner from the error of their ways will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. It's so important that we actually realize that we're there for each other, to help each other. Uh, So often, uh, I find in life, I've noticed that actually I can see other people's problems. I can see the temptations they're facing, but often I don't see it in myself. And, uh, and so that's why it's important for us to be there for one another and to speak into one another's lives and just to say, look, I've noticed this. Uh, and for us to be, to be big enough to be able to handle that and to be able to say when someone speaks into their life that they're showing us love. They're showing their concern for us. They're showing a concern for the situation. And that is so important for us. But you know, so often in temptation, what I've found is we often think that we can cope. We get to a situation and we think, oh, I can handle it now. Um, I've got over the, 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 the main part of it. I'm no longer, um, you know, just kind of longing for it. And then what happens is we end up going back into it. And it happens and we see it in ourselves over and over again that we think we're strong. And Scripture talks about that in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. It says this, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful and will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can uh, endure it. In other words, we are to realize that actually we will be tempted. Scripture is clear about that. But God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. In other words, when you think it's too much, God is saying there's a way out. There's always a way out. The question is, will you choose it? Will you trust God? And will you choose that way out? Because that's what uh, is important. And the verse goes on to say, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when we are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Okay, next clip. This one is for parents on how to discipline your children. Rations is a capital offence at sea. Up here. Oh, you. Men have been keelholed for less. For what? For treason, sneakiness, and general nuisance. Look, just hand over the orange and we'll let the matter pass. I don't know. Look, I've had quite enough of you. Unhand the tail. The great Aslan himself gave me this tale. No one, repeat, no one touches the tail. Period, exclamation mark. Sorry. Now, I will have the orange, then I will have satisfaction. Please, please, please. I'm a pacifist. On guard. Oh, 
Watch it. Sorry. Trying to run away? We're on a boat, you know. Look, can't we just discuss this? That was for stealing, that was for lying, and that was for good measure. Ha ha ha! spirit! We have ourselves a duel! Catch! Now, come on! Take your best shot! Is that it? Come on! Focus! Focus! Yes! Now! Stop flapping your wings like a drunken pelican! Poise! Keep your blade up! 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 That's it! Now! to discipline your, your kids, don't you? If they steal an orange. You know, it's amazing how many times we look at something like that and, it's, and we are tempted with something small. Uh, you know, sometimes it might just seem very simple for, uh, for Edmund there. It was, uh, it was just a, um, an orange. But for, for many times for us, that we have inner desires and secrets and we think, I deserve that. I'm entitled to that, or no one will notice, no one will see what is happening, and, uh, but yet there's always somebody watching, and we might not know who's watching, uh, but one, one day we will have to answer for everything that we do, so it's important that we actually think about that, and that as particularly as we saw that as parents, we have got to teach our children that, that there are consequences to the things that we do. And uh, it's important that they learn these lessons. And that's why, as parents, we are called to be parents. So often I see parents trying to be their friend, but we're not there to be their friend. We're there to train them in life so that when they grow up, they can stand the tests and the trials and the temptations of life. We're there to teach them, to, to grow them, to nurture them, so that they can become everything that they can be. Amen? That's what we're there for. Now, of course, we don't want to be their enemy but we want to be ones that love them, and, but they know that we're going to speak into their life and we are going to discipline them when it is necessary. And of course, in any battle, and Scripture talks about this, that when we're in a battle of temptation, it's good for us to put on the armor of God. We need to put on the full armor. God has provided us, as it were, an armor to put on and weaponry to fight with so that when temptation comes, we can use it. There's a, you know, whether it's the breastplate or whether it's your, your, the, the shoes or whether or not it's the, the helmet of salvation, whatever it's the sword of, the, uh, of the, the spirit of the word of God, whatever it might be, God uh, wants us to, to be equipped and he's given us everything so that we can truly be, um, uh, be equipped with that. You see, for so many times we think our struggle is against just our flesh and blood. But our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is against the principalities and the powers. It's against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, there is a Satan. There is demons. There is a dark force. There is things that, there are forces in life that are trying to pull us down to destroy us. 
And we need to understand that God is saying that in the midst of that, I have given you weaponry. I have given you a defense. And, uh, and more than anything, as we'll find out later, that God has his ultimate weapon that he has put within us, which is the fact that he is with us all the time. Yes? So therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything... To stand. Amen. This next video clip um, is, um, is uh, uh, Reaper Cheap, and uh, he has a phrase at the end which I just want to pull out of this. Thank you. The waves grow ever sweet, doubt not, you reaper cheap. To find all that you seek, there is the utter east, doubt That's not. That's pretty. Oh, thank you. A dryad sung it to me when I was just a natling. I can't divine the meaning, but uh, I've never forgotten the words. What do you think's past Lone Island's reek? I've been told the furthest east one can sail is to the end of the world, Aslan's country. Do you really believe there's such a place? Well, we have nothing if not belief. Do you think you could actually sail there? Well, there is only one way of finding that out. I can only hope I will one day earn the right to see it. <laughs> Your Majesty. have nothing if not belief. A simple phrase, but so true. It's what we believe that affects our life. It's what you believe that matters when you're tempted. It's what you believe when you're in conversation with other people. It's what you believe in life. And it's, there is nothing more important than what you believe. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. We've got to understand that actually that what we believe in, what we expect in life, what we're looking for in God matters. It is the number one thing. And so for us to overcome temptation, it is how you think and what you think. So my prayer is, is that each one of us will get a hold of the right things in our minds so that we will Think about the things that God wants us to think about so that we can believe the things that are right. Because so often, things look like they are, um, that they're good. And like Satan did with Jesus, he would, he would even quote scripture to him. But you know, he was twisting it. And so often, Satan comes with a half-truth. And we believe that half-truth because we want to do, rather than actually what God's truth is. And so we've got to saturate ourselves with the things of God, with what God believes, what he says over us, how he looks at us. What does, what does God say about you? What does God say about the people that are in your life? Because that's what really matters. Today, 
more than anything, I want us to understand that we need to believe so that we can overcome. If you don't believe you can be an overcomer, you're not going to overcome. If you don't believe you can, you can be victorious over temptation, you're never going to be victorious over temptation. If you think you're not strong enough, then you're not going to be strong enough. But if you believe that God will, will give you the strength, I can assure you God has promised to give us that strength more than anything else. Psalm 32 and verse 8 says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. If you don't believe God will do that, then of course you're going to try to make your own plans and try to do things in your own way. Which leads us on to the next clip. No matter what happens here, every soul who stands before me has earned their place on the crew of the Dawn Treader. Together we have travelled far. Together we have faced adversity. Together we can do it again. So now is not the time to fall to fierce temptations. Be strong. Never give in. Our world, our Narnian lives depend on it. Think of the lost souls we're here to save. Think of Aslan. Think of Narnia. For Narnia! much there isn't there in that that we have come so far we have overcome so much there is a journey but there are people's lives depending on you and me being who God has called us to be for us to overcome temptation means that we can help others to overcome temptation for us to give our lives to Jesus and to follow Christ means we can lead others to Christ the mission of this world is what Christ came for, was to save this world, to save lives. And just as in that world of Narnia, their whole mission was to see lives saved, to turn from darkness into light. You and I, our mission, our call of God, is to go, to overcome, and to be all that God wants us to be. But we can do it together. And it is together that we can do it. We're not called to be on our own, and too many times we we think we've got to learn to do this on our own but God has called that's why church is so important that's why your small group is so important that's why family life is so important because together we can do it together we support each other together we hold each other up together we're able to to overcome and so just as in that uh, movie clip And he talked about together we have come so far. Together we have overcome things. Together we can do it. And that's what God's call is for us. I want to finish off with a clip uh, of Aslan uh, speaking his last words to the the children as they are just about to leave Narnia.
drunken children. You have done well, very well indeed. You have come far. Now your journey is at its end. This is our last time here, isn't it? Yes. You have grown up, my dear one. Just like Peter and Susan. Will you visit us in our world? I shall be watching you always. How? In your world, I have another name. You must learn to know me by it. That was the very reason you were brought to Narnia. That by knowing me here for a little, you may know me better there. Will we meet again? Hmm. Yes, dear one. One day. My voice sounds like that. <laughs> well, the name by which he is known in our world is the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name by which we are able to, uh, to go through life. It's the name of Jesus we are saved. And just as um, Aslan then talked about, he would be watching. Jesus is watching us. The Father is watching us. The Holy Spirit is with us. And, uh, and, and he's watching not just afar, but he is watching close into every aspect of our life because he sees what we can be. And he knows that one day we will see him. One day we will be with him. One day we will meet again and we will see him face to face. I want to say to you, it's, it's worth overcoming the small attractions of this world, the small things that attract us, whether that's of our beauty or whether it's the things of of money or gold, as it were, uh, whether or not it's about power, whether about it's just some secret desires that we have, whatever it might be, today, God says to us, he will be with us always, even to the end. He is with you in the darkest moment and he is with you on a Sunday morning. He is with you as much uh, when you are facing temptation or more so than even he is um, when, when you're in, having a good time because he is watching and he wants to strengthen you. And more than anything else, he wants you to ask him for things. I wonder today, would you ask for his help? Would you ask for him to come into your life? Would you ask for him so that he would guide you? Would you ask him to know what is the best way to go? If today you would learn to ask the only one who can make a difference, the one who has the power, who has the wisdom, who has the, the, the ability to be able to change your life, to change your situation, your perspective. So often it's our perspective in life. We see a perspective and we start to believe certain things and God is saying, I have a bigger perspective for you. I want you to see on a different vantage point. You can either keep looking small and looking about the things that are in your life and how it affects your life or you can look on a bigger and think, how does this affect eternity? How does this affect the kingdom of God? How does this affect the mission of the church? How does this affect my family? How does this change lives? Rather than it being about us, we can be overcomers on an individual basis. Why? Because we see the bigger picture. We see that we can, as it were, one day meet Aslan again. Amen? I hope you enjoyed that anyway a little bit. Um, you should have a, a Connect card on your table. 
and uh, in, the, in the holder there. Please do take that and uh, just fill your name in, um, bank details, PIN number, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, just fill whatever details you feel comfortable with, but uh, just thank you for coming. Um, but particularly, uh, as you've been uh, watching the videos today, you've been looking at the, uh, listening to me, hopefully something has spoken to you. Maybe it's a certain clip, maybe it's a certain aspect, and you think, yeah, that's my, that's my big temptation, that's my weakness there, that's something that I secretly desire, whatever. If you're able to put it down, share it, we'd love to pray for you and, and, and with you um, uh, uh, about that situation. Uh, maybe it's just a highlight. Maybe it's somebody else and you see in theirs and you want us to pray for, for somebody else in your world that's struggling with something. That's what we do. We love to pray because we know that God answers prayer because he is with us and he is interested in every aspect of our lives. Now, he doesn't always answer them the way we want them to be answered, but he does answer them. Sometimes his answer's no, sometimes his answer's not yet, uh, sometimes uh, his answer is yes, um, and so sometimes God wants us to grow, sometimes he just wants us to be able to learn certain things, but God always is interested in every aspect of our lives. So we'd love it if you'd put that down. If you've got something that you want us to pray about, maybe you want to be prayed uh, for a specific issue in your life, again, we would love to pray about that. Um, if you want to make a decision today and you say, I want to be part of the family of God, I want to say yes to Jesus, um, again, just put down on there, just put, I said yes to Jesus. If you'd like to know more about the church, again, just write down, I'd like to know more about DC. Whatever it is, that's your opportunity. We'd love to hear from you. It really does lift our spirits when we read out the cards and gives us an opportunity to interact and we will be in touch with you. Um, if, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're wanting us to be in touch with you. Amen. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that in every situation, even in our darkest moments, even in, when, when we're faced with our strongest temptations, we thank you that you are with us. And we thank you, Lord, that you've got a mission and a plan that is greater than any one of us. And we thank you, Lord, that eternity is within us. And we want, Lord, eternity to drive us so that, Lord, that we live to please you. We live Lord, more than anything else, for your goal, for your pleasure, we ask this in Jesus' lovely name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you and you would like prayer, or perhaps this is your first time listening, then we'd love to connect with you at www.thedestinychurch.co.uk forward slash connect. You're welcome to join us every Sunday in person or online at 11 a.m.